Hey, what a fantastic morning we've had already. Amen. We've got, by the way, we've got over 50 students already uh, registered for Bible school, about 20 of them from churches far and wide. And so what an opportunity for us to plug in together with all that's happening. And so sign up as soon as you're able to. Uh, You've got one of these on your seats. We're getting ready for the Christmas season. I'm delighted to say at this year's carol service, we've got the choir from, the kids choir from Lantoli Patholi School. They're coming. Did I pronounce that correctly? Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Seven years in Wales. So they're coming as part of 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 the carol service to present a couple of songs and, you know, lots of surprises. I'm not going to give it all out today. But I want to tell you, it's going to be another fantastic, one of our top services in the year. We're just always concerned about seating, because last year we were over 250 uh, people. But listen, come along. You know, bring family and friends, and it'll be a great opportunity uh, to celebrate the reason for the season. Jesus Christ, amen? Hey, welcome everyone again. I've got something that I want to share from my heart, and I believe this is what the Lord's been putting on my heart for a while, a simple message. But I think it's been a while now, it's been a while that He's kind of bringing us back to our roots, bringing us back to basics, reminding us of foundations that make who we are, that make what we stand on solid, the Word of God. And I think today is another key uh, element in that, and I'm just going to share a few minutes on this. This is the topic for today. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to just say that two, three times. Fight the good fight of faith. I want that word fight to resonate in our spirits this morning. Fight the good fight. And that's what the Lord is encouraging us in the midst of all the battles, in the midst of all that we might, we might be going through. This is scripture, and I'm going to put that scripture verse up as well. 1 Timothy 6, 12, where he, the scripture is saying, fight the good fight of faith. Two key words there, fight and good. It's a good fight. It's not a bad fight. It's a good fight. Nevertheless, it's a fight. And a lot of times I realize we can be Christians and not realize that we are in a battle. If not, the scripture wouldn't tell us to fight. Scripture would say, sit back and cruise along and everything will be hunky-dory. But how many of us sitting here this morning realize it's not easy? Every day sometimes can be a battle. Every day can be a contention for something. And that is why if you look through the scriptures, 
and we'll read a few this morning, the Bible is reminding us that the moment we become Christians, we are engaged in a fight. He talks about being a soldier. He talks about being a warrior, all kinds of things in the Bible. But fight the good fight of faith. And the reason it is good is because we're already on the winning side. The battle has already been won. It says the battle is the Lord's. But that does not take away the fact that there is still a fight. And that's what I'm trying to bring about this morning. While it is a good fight, while it is a fight that we're winning, while it is a fight that has already been won, nevertheless, we can miss the point when we don't realize that there is a fight that we are engaged with. Fight the good fight of faith. And he says, take hold. Again, it's an action word. Take hold. Don't assume. It's just going to happen. Take hold. Grab it. Contend for it. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. He's talking about when we became born again and made up our minds to follow Jesus. And, you know, in the presence of many witnesses, God water baptized and said, this is what I'm choosing for the rest of my life. But he says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Three things as I read this verse comes to my mind and I want to share this morning. And I've already mentioned one of them. One is you and I are involved in a fight. We cannot assume that it's over. I've come through one battle and this is it. The rest of my life is going to be smooth sailing. I've been in the Lord many, many years. I've been a minister for many, many years to realize that's far from the truth. That everything is going to be perfect and beautiful. And, you know, I'm going to get up with a smile uh, thinking today is going to be absolutely problemless. But I realized if I have to finish well, I've got to, in my mind and heart, realize there is a fight and I want to embrace it. I've got to embrace it. Because sometimes we can hear one side, that it's going to be fantastic. And when the battles keep happening regularly, we think, what's going on? Is this what I signed up to when I decided to follow Jesus? But if we realize it's a good fight, it's a winning fight, and we can win because we've got Jesus. It's a bad fight if we don't have Jesus, because then we're defeated and, you know, all kinds of things happen to us. But it's a good fight, but we need to realize We've got to embrace it. I realize that because I'm a Christian, I'm in this battle for the rest of my life till Jesus comes. There'll be ups, downs, trials, tribulations, attacks, boom, boom, all kinds of things. We, we're contending, and again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going ahead of myself, but let's, I put a few verses here. Ephesians 6:12. He says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Again, it's a present tense. We are not fighting. That means it's an ongoing battle. Our ongoing battle is not against flesh and blood, as another version says, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Listen, there's a real battle going on in the spiritual realm. 
And sometimes a lot of things that we see manifest in the natural are a result of what's happening in the spiritual realm. Sometimes there's no explanation. You go and you get a report from someone and think, wow, they can't, they can't conclude why this is happening. The, the bells go up thinking perhaps this is not physical, this is spiritual. And so we need to recognize we are, we are, we are, we are, we are in the fight. There's a spiritual enemy that we're dealing with. That's why Paul in 2 Timothy 4, 7, he says, as he's ending his journey, I have fought the good fight. Again, he uses that. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. He says this again and again. James 1, 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. 2 Timothy 2, 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Listen, these are all battle words. These are all battle words that he's using, saying, listen, you guys are in a daily fight. And that's why I'm taking a little time on this just to make you feel comfortable that you're not alone if you're facing battles. All of us as fellow believers are constantly facing battles of all kinds all the time, if that's any encouragement to you this morning. What makes it easy is when I embrace it and realize, yep, I am going to face this. Because being prepared for the long-term journey makes it easier to know this is what I'm in for as a child of God. It's not going to be easy. Take up your cross daily. And again, it's talking about all kinds of... So one is battles from the spiritual world. John 10.10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal. The devil comes to steal. You're sitting here this morning and... There may be a massive battle in your life. Perhaps the enemy is involved coming into your life to steal, kill, and destroy because that's what his job is. But thanks be to God. He says, I have come that you may have life. And I love the second bit. Not an ordinary life. Life in all its abundance. There's also a fight. As much as there's a fight with the spiritual world, there's a fight with the natural world. And of course, worse after worse after worse, can go on and of course when i say our fight is with the natural world we're not talking about human beings the individuals are people we love they're they're created in the image and likeness of god we're talking of a world system as Stuart was reminding us a worldview why is the worldview different from god's view because the world is controlled by this by the prince of the air he's controlling the way the philosophy of the world is moving the way he he's changing things so that people will think What's abnormal is normal. And so there is a battle going on, not just in the, with the spiritual, but connected with the spiritual. There's a repercussion in the natural world. And the philosophy that we follow as children of God is different from the philosophy of the world. And there's a battle. There's a contention because you want to stand for something and the world is saying, no, that's not right. There's a battle. And so we are in a, in a fight. So I'm trying to explain to us we're in a fight. Spiritual forces. The world system that's around us, causing, wanting us to conform to its ideology, to its way of doing things. In fact, in some countries, there are, there's persecution of the Christian church because of what they believe in. Because the worldview is different. And of course, there are inner battles that we're also fighting. The old and the new. The old weaknesses and the new 
process of sanctification that the Holy Spirit is taking us through. And there are battles because of which we go through ups and downs and all kinds of feelings sometimes. And there is this ongoing, everyday, 365 days a year battle. How many of you can breathe easy just listening to that? It's not just me now. It's not just me. That's why Paul kept saying, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. And I'm going to build a few on a few things of it, on, on that. So not only are we involved in a fight, guys, till Jesus comes. This is important. The second, third are the key bits that I want to highlight on. You wonder what is this now? Anyone remember the scripture? You give them something to eat. Where, where do you read that? Feeding of the 5,000. Chris, where are you going with this? Over a, the last few months, the Lord's been speaking this to me. Speaking this word to me as a prophetic word for us as a church in the land. So not just Gateway Church, but a church in the land. That One, there is a fight happening. There is a battle. But you and I have a part to play in this battle. When Jesus was feeding the 5,000, the disciples came to him and said, Jesus, send them away because they have no food. Lord, you do something or let them do something. And interestingly, Jesus puts a very interesting comment there. He says, I don't need to send them away. We don't need to send them away. You do something about it. And I don't know why the Lord said, quickened in my spirit, that a lot of times we can push our responsibilities to the Lord. Lord, you do that. Lord, you do that. And he's saying, yes, I, I want you to ask me to do that. But it's time you and I recognize that we play a part in the action. You do something. And I, I, I preached this at the last New Wine Leaders Conference that we had. And I say, as leaders and as churches, we can sit back in our seats and assume that there's nothing we've got to do and everything else is happening around us and the Lord's saying, I want you to do something. Time to wake up. Time to stop the philosophy of, I'm going to keep crying out to the Lord, 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 Lord. And he says, listen, you do something because I've already equipped you. I've already put something inside of you. I've already given you the keys and the tools to fight in this battle. Stop asking me to fight your battle because I want you now to do something about it. And I believe that is a prophetic word. If not, as Stuart said, we can go through our lives not enjoying the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. And so one is embracing the fight and saying, yes, for the rest of my life, I'm, I am going to be in a battle. Battle against unseen forces. Battle against the philosophy of the world that's now caving in big time. Coming in big time. Yet in the midst of all that, we are still victorious. We can still stand. But the Lord is saying, you do something about it. My people, you do something about it. Not just for the general battle, but even for the battle in your own life. You do something about it. 
Because if we don't do anything at all, I'm reminded of the other scripture, Matthew 13, 24, where he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went away. We can do nothing and go to sleep and that's when the enemy will come and play his games in our life. And the Lord is saying, wake up, rise up, my people. You do something about it. If I don't take responsibility for my battle, guess what? 365 days, I'll be sunk down under. If I don't take, if I didn't take responsibility for the battle the last 20 years I've been in ministry, I wouldn't be standing here today. But for the grace of God, but my part as well. You do something about it. You with me this morning. And I believe God wants to remind us, wake us up to the fact that this is going to be ongoing. But we don't need to live under. And while we keep crying out to him, Jesus, 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 keep doing that. He's saying, what about your part and my part in the battle? And that brings me to the third bit. How then are we going to see this fight end good, not bad? How can we make it a good one? How can we make this fight a good one? Four things. Short message today. But I pray there would be revelation that would come into our spirits and encourage us even as we are already doing it. Number one, we cannot fight in our own strength. We cannot fight in our own strength. We cannot win with our own capacity. Anyone tried that? Tried a lot. And I realized I can do so much, but beyond that, I can't. I can sustain myself for a few days, try and do a few things. The battle is the Lord's. The context comes in. I've got a part to play, but I can't do this on my own. I need him. 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 If you and I now realize we're in this battle for life, guess what? If you and I try to sustain winning battle after battle, going through battle after battle, like a cycle that I, I went through, you know my story, it was like a cycle of defeat and defeat and stress and worry till I realized there's a better life to live as a believer. And I knew I had to embrace the fight that this is not going to go anywhere. This is going to be there. But I had a part to play that I wasn't. But then I had to understand I couldn't win this in my own strength. That's a few verses again. The Bible puts down 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5. It says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 
simply saying, our we- the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Just let it sink in. That's why we need Jesus. In fact, we need the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said, it's good that I'm going, that I can send you the comforter. It's the Holy Spirit to help, who helps us every day in our battles, every day. And, and, and I'm praying as I just share this simple thing, it'll encourage us, it'll empower us to realize we are going to face these battles, guys, every single day of our life, every single day. It's not going to go away. Good news, it's not going to go away. <laughs> oh, bad news. But he's giving us and he's given us the capacity to still be victorious while we go through each and every single battle that we go through. Number, number two, Revelations 12, 11. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's a verse in Revelations of how they overcame the battle. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb. Two things. The blood of the Lamb speaks of the finished work at Calvary. Jesus did a lot of things at Calvary. Amen? Not only did he take our sins, but he, 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 he defeated Satan, the powers of Satan uh, that he can have over our lives. He gave us power over sin and all kinds of things. That's a whole different thing. The finished work of Calvary is essential in our victory. And so it's knowing what happened at Calvary. We need to know that. I'm not promote, using this to promote Bible school, but knowing is so important. You know, what we do in our life groups, what we do on a Sunday morning, what we do at Bible school, they're all tools to help us, but they're not the end. They're just giving you tasters to develop and build a lifestyle of knowing what Jesus did. I, I, I have a responsibility for myself to find out more, to learn more. What did Jesus do on the cross of Calvary? Talk to your life group pastors. Come and talk to one of us and say, hey, I've been studying this uh, scripture and I can't understand. I want to know more. What did Jesus do? What was the finished work at Calvary? Because they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. For me, the word of testimony is appropriating what Jesus did on the cross in the now. Because I speak by faith what all is, has already been done. And so it's knowing and applying. Knowing and applying. That's why one of the verses says, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers. Be doers of the word. What are we doing this morning? We're, we're reminding us that we're in a battle. We're reminding ourselves that this is going to be there. We're reminding ourselves that we've got a part to play in this battle. We're reminding ourselves that we cannot win this in our own strength. But we're starting to understand that Jesus already did it for us. And if we can know and then apply that's when we will begin to see the fruit of what we sing about or what we confess or what we know. Yes, there are some battles that don't go instantly, but God is still working out something beautiful in the midst of those. We will begin to see with the eyes of the Spirit, but it's important to know and it's important to apply. Knowledge and application go hand in hand. For example, we stand in the righteousness of Christ. We know that. How many of you know that we stand today in the righteousness of Jesus. At the same time, though, there is a sanctification. There's a process of being made holy. 
So with one sacrifice, he's forever perfected those who are being made holy. So one is the knowing of where I stand, but then there is the application of the outworking of that principle, of that fact. The lifestyle that I first lived that was pleasing the devil, today God wants me to come into a lifestyle that's pleasing him. Can I do this on my own strength? No. And we all know a lifestyle that pleases the devil and pleases self only destroys in the end. So again, God is not a killjoy. Last week we've been talking about the whole concept of holiness. Holiness is for my good, not for God. He loves me. He loves me nevertheless. But the reason he's asking me to live a holy, separated, sanctified, consecrated, set apart for him is because it's for my good. Sin destroys. No one plays with sin and eventually enjoys long term. Eventually sin kills. Eventually sin destroys. And so the process of sanctification is so that I can steal away from that lifestyle that was killing me and come into the abundant life that Jesus wants me to enjoy. And so it's knowing and applying a truth into the out, with the outworking of it. And that's why I need the Holy Spirit. So there's another thing I put down. Like, there's that. We have the mind of Christ. How many of you know we have the mind of Christ? Yet at the same time, the Bible says there's a constant renewing of our mind. You see, there's a parallel happening at the same time. There is the knowledge of a fact, but there is the application of how it's being outworked. And we can sit there and say, Jesus, 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 for the rest of our life. And in point two, he says, you do something about it. You do something about it. And therefore, while I'm in this battle, 365 days, till I'm alive on planet earth, he's saying, I don't want you to live there letting the devil have a heyday with your life. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to be a testimony that this is the life Jesus came to give me, that in the midst of my storms, I'm still an overcomer. That in the end, his plan works out well, works out in my life and not the devil's. But there you go. We can't do it in our own strength. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. There's a knowing and an applying. Revelation of the Holy Spirit is very essential. Revelation. That's a big thing. And again, it's a whole, you know, the natural, our natural human capacity, if we try to analyze and reason everything, guess what? Sometimes we'll fall short. Spiritual principles are understood only by the help of the Holy Spirit. Which is that verse? The natural mind perceives not the things of the Spirit of God because they are spiritually discerned. You have people who are academic students of the Bible. They, are, they can quote verses far more than us sometimes. But because they're just academic, but they do not have revelation, they still do not know who Jesus is, some of them. They're good students of the Bible, studying all the different, you know, scriptures that the world has to offer. It takes the Holy Spirit to bring revelation. Man shall not live by bread alone, but every revelation that proceeds from the mouth of God. Where the word that we read becomes alive. Wow, I was blind, but now I see. 
I read this many, many times, but now the pennies dropped. I've realized this is what you're saying. This is why I need you, Jesus. You see, revelation is important. And I'm going to kind of sum it up with a few action points at the end. What I'm trying to repeat again and again, we are in a battle. Don't be surprised. Every day, every week, every month, there'll be something new that will present itself to us. Whether it's from the direct spiritual world or whether it's from the natural world that's hostile towards the things of God or whether it's the inner battles that we go through because of the work of sanctification. It's going to be there. But we don't have to stay under it for the rest of our life and cry out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because while we cry out, Jesus, he's saying, listen, you do something about it now. You feed them. You give them something. Take what I've given you and act upon it. But we need knowing through revelation and then application in faith. I don't know if this is going to work, but Lord, if you've given me a revelation, I can speak to the mountain. Wow, Lord, I, my natural mind doesn't make sense. I can't bring a, a theology to explain it in, in simple you know, equations. But once you have a revelation of a knowledge, then you apply it by faith. And faith moves mountains. Like I said, a lot of what I share is the journey I've been on. Where I've had to put into practice. I've had to, I've had to say, Lord, while I preach it, I wanted to apply in my life as well. There is an action required in order for us to see greater things. These are greater things we'll be able to experience. And we're on the journey. None of us are beating ourselves up and saying we are failures. What we're saying is there's more. There's a better way. There's a journey of discipleship. There's a journey of growth that we're all on, that we can know more as we, as we get around. You know, we were, I keep talking. I shared this in Bible school as well. Even our relationship with God can keep growing with each passing year. Sometimes you say, how, how can you quantify that, Chris? How can you quantify? I mean, if you have a relationship with God, you have a relationship with God. How can you grow in that? And I realized over the years, my relationship with God has grown in terms of me getting a revelation of different aspects of his nature. When I first became a Christian, the one thing that stood out for me or when I came back was the faithfulness of God. Then no one could talk to me about the faithfulness of God because I experienced it firsthand. I ran away from him, but he chased after me till I came back to him. I understood that he is a faithful God. But I didn't understand or have a revelation of the provision of God. I was still battling in that area. Secure with my small salary. Till God had to give me a revelation of his provision and providing nature. You with me this morning? I had to understand God's protection. I had to have a revelation that this is a God who can protect me. I can go and face 20 people who say, if you come back next week, we're going to kill you. And go there because God said, I want you to go. And they were literally not killed. But had issues with them that they couldn't touch us. I, while I knew about God's different natures, I had to have a revelation. That this is my God, my provider. 
This is my God who's faithful. This is my God who's a loving father. How many of us know we grow up thinking God's a strict teacher? So we are constantly growing in our journey. You see what I mean this morning? That's why you do something about it. I can sit for the rest of my life thinking it's all done. And why am I still going through this boring Christian life with no victory, no nothing, no excitement? When the Lord says, know and apply. Know and apply. I had to have a big revelation about the rest of God. which changed my life forever. Because I used to speak on faith, 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 faith. Well, as faith only became a principle without it being understood on the inside. And I understood I had to operate from a position of rest. He had already done it on the cross of Calvary. I'm not going to preach on that this morning. But what I'm talking about this morning, guys, there's an exciting journey ahead of us. And in the midst of the battles, he's purifying, he's renewing, he's making us more like him. That's why Jesus said, a teacher... A, a disciple is not greater than his teacher. But if a disciple is perfectly trained, he will be like his teacher. Anyone read that verse? If you haven't, take a Bible school brochure. It's on the front over there. That's the whole purpose of learning, but not learning just to fill our heads with knowledge, to get a revelation. That's why Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father, who is in heaven, the concept that Jesus was the Son of God, he had a revelation in that moment of time. And so, how do we make the battle a good one? We cannot fight it in our own strength. We can do certain things. We can psych ourselves up and say, I'm going to keep fighting this one, and I'm going to be strong. Guess what? Three months into a certain battle, that strength will start wavering. We cannot fight in our own strength. We need Him. We need what He's done for us. That's why I said the renewing of our mind, the journey of sanctification, these are all engaging with the battle and saying, Lord, make me stronger with each passing year that I could be more like Jesus. Revelation. Before I go to the last point, let me just throw four things, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to teach on this or speak on this morning. Amongst, there are many things that God wants to give us a revelation on and grow us in, but if there's four things I'm seeing more critical in these days, one is, of course, our faith. God wants us to be people of faith. We can be so caught up living our Christian life in the natural that we are driven, our decision-making, our responses, our reactions are all based on what we see. But listen, we are spirit people. We are spirit people. We are born again. We are spiritual people. We've got to be people who live by faith. And I believe that's where God is taking the church today, back to the spiritual realm. That's where our victory is. We can't just walk in the natural every day, uh, our, our decisions, our reactions, our actions based. No, he's saying, listen, it's a spiritual fight, spiritual journey. And so our faith level, our capacity to know him, to trust Him is being tested and is being increased. Our character is being developed. Our character. What I mean by character is making us strong on the inside. Character. Character. That's discipleship again. 
He's making me more like Jesus. Like I said, I'm just throwing out some of the things that he's engaging with us in these days in order for our battle to be a good one. Our battle to be a good one. One is our faith. One is our character. The last two are quite critical. Our identity. God is dealing with identity. Right now, the world is in battle across the globe on different fronts based a lot on the issue of identity. Whether it's communal, national, ideology, political, gender, whatever, right now there's a battle on for identity. And the Lord is saying in the midst of all that, what is your identity as a child of God? What is your identity? Who, who, who are you? Who are you? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. Look in the mirror and say, who are you? What is your identity? And you'll be amazed to understand he's given us a new identity. He's given us a brand new identity. Today, I'm secure in my identity as a child of God. I was initially secure in everything else of how people looked at me, how I was perceived, how, what were the results of what I did, were they good or bad. And my life was like a yo-yo, up and down, till the Lord had to deal with my identity and say, you're a child of God, loved, approved, attested already. How many of you know that Jesus was attested in his ministry even before he started it? Even before he started, God at the baptism said, here is my son and I'm well pleased in him. He hadn't even started his ministry. And a lot of times we go through our journey looking for approval. Not just from outside, but from inside as well. And the devil knows how to play with us. But when we understand who, our ident- who we are, what's our identity, what we do doesn't define us. Who we are defines us. Children of God. And that's another big topic in itself. And the last thing that I believe God is raising up and giving us of a revelation of, which has already been there, is our authority. Our authority. Listen. A lot of our victory lies on our authority. Our authority. And again, I know this is a topic I've spoken on so many times. But I believe this is something God's reminding us. Know your authority. Know your authority. Know your authority. Knowing and applying. Knowing and applying. Knowing and applying. That's why we keep telling, telling ourselves now. God's moving us now from the stage of of, 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 of praying, which is, we've got to keep doing that, to the place of declaring by prophetic unction and direction. Because when we stand in our authority, he said, you will speak to that mountain. That's why he says, having done all, stand. Again, there's a doing thing, having done all. See, there's a, there's, there's a place for doing. Many people, again, that's why we've got to be so clear about the understanding of the scripture because you can have one extreme that says the moment you use the word doing you become legalistic listen you need the holy spirit to understand what we mean by the doing he's already done everything yet there are some things i need to do in order to appropriate in my life what he's already done if that makes sense i can't sit and say lord you wave the magic wand and everything will happen i need to go to work as well, that's part of faith. And so, our authority, guys, is important. And let me run through the last two points. Never give up. Never 
give up. That's part of being in the battle. We all feel like giving up. If I ask all of us, have there been times in your life you felt like giving up? Listen, all of us, I'll put both my hands up. Been there. But the beautiful thing is, keep on keeping on. Keep running. Do not grow weary in doing what is good and right. For in the right season, you will receive your reward. Keep on keeping on. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Listen, because now we know that the battles will be there forever. Guess what? We need to not give up forever. Keep on keeping on. We're all facing battles, different kinds of battles. Every day there's a battle. If you lived in my world, you'll think even I, you'll realize I too have battles. As a minister, we all are human beings. All kinds of battles. But what helps us keep running with a smile on our face, not, that's, not, not the ones that are plastic, but real, He's, He gives us the grace. He allows us to understand what's going on. What's going on? Is, it, is, this, is this battle from the devil? Is this me doing something in your life? So don't, don't resist it. Just embrace it and find out what I'm trying to teach you through it. Or is this something that you've created yourself that you need to repent of and say, okay, Lord, I'm going to turn it around. Listen, we constantly need to be engaged with God. What are you doing through this journey that you've taken me on? And finally... It's worth it all in the end. And why I like this, I'm going to just take a minute on this, because he says, take hold of the eternal life. Ultimately, we've got eternal life. He, he could have said, take hold of this life on earth that he's given you, which is brilliant. I think we don't talk enough about eternity. I don't think we think enough about eternity. In fact, I wanted to bring a long string. We had that guy from Scotland who came and preached once. And you remember, he, he, he had two people with a long string from one end to the other, white string. Then he came with a marker pen, a red marker, and he put a dot on one end. And he said, that's your life on earth. And the rest is eternity. A lot of times we can get so caught up and so sucked up into the challenges and the battles of where we are, which is real. We cannot push them under the carpet. But when we understand that this is just leading up to my eternal life eternity then i realize i've got a purpose in this short little dot of a life here on earth i won't let the battles suck me in but the battles are there to keep me running for an eternal purpose for an eternal purpose that even in the midst of my greatest trial something good can come out of it and it can bring glory to the name of god today i'm living for the kingdom Next year is going to be the year of the kingdom. 2020, we're going to focus on kingdom 52 Sundays of the year. There's a lot that the, Lord, that, that the God wants to give us, a f not a fresh revelation, to remind us again of the kingdom. We can be earthly minded, but we are called to be kingdom minded. We've got to have kingdom purpose. We've got to understand what kingdom finances are. What is kingdom protection? What is kingdom victory what is kingdom lifestyle what is kingdom priority when we understand what kingdom is all about suddenly you'll be your head held up high your chest out i'm a king's kid i'm in the world but i'm not of 
the word. Kingdom mindset, kingdom thought pattern. This, we can go on and on, but next year we're going to talk about kingdom. And listen, I'm just giving a, a foundation today. We are in a battle, guys, but it's a good one. If you realize it's a good one, that's why Paul could say, count it all joy when you face trials of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith is producing in you perseverance, so that when your perseverance is perfected, you will be complete and lack nothing. Ultimately, it's worth it all in the end because my prize is eternal life. Guys, don't always necessarily look for returns here. Well, as it is there, it's part of the deal. He says, in addition to this, I'll give you everything, lands and houses and this, it's there. But don't be earthly minded. The provision is there for kingdom purposes. But our mind, our reward, that's why when the 70 went out and they came back saying, wow, we've seen a breakthrough. He said, don't even rejoice that the demons are subject in your name. Rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Ultimately, our destiny is eternity. Eternal life. We're on a mission right now. 18, 90, 100 years on planet Earth. Drop compared to eternity. We are on a mission. Not just for our lives now, but today we belong to the kingdom and it's to take the kingdom message to a world outside that's part of the devil's kingdom and to bring the kingdom of God into their world. That's what we're all about. So when you face a battle, embrace it. Bring it on. Bring it on. Because I'm battle prepared. Or I'm keeping myself prepared every single day because of point two i'm taking ownership of my part in this battle you give them something you do something about it not chris please pray for me all the time we will do that but you and i have a role to play in our journey in our victory make it a good one it can be a good fight fight the good fight faith and listen the beautiful thing is we have him we have the holy spirit we have one another wow we've got everything we need to keep running this race don't fight alone some battles yes he causes us to fight alone for our good together fighting together till jesus comes let's arise this morning Rise this morning. I'm going to read that verse as we bow our heads for a moment. Bow our heads for a moment. Let's bow our heads for a moment. 1 Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. When you made your good confession. In the presence of many witnesses. This morning, my brothers and sisters, lay hold of that eternal life. But at the same time, embrace the fight now. Embrace the fight. So Lord, by your grace, by your grace, whatever the enemy, the unseen forces throw at me, help me to have a revelation 
help me by faith then to put into practice the tools that you've given me how many of you know the fruit of the spirit is also a tool long suffering sometimes he just allows certain individuals to go through longer trials say lord i can't do this my holy spirit will help you long suffering go through that trial because something good at the end of that one is it's building character perseverance sometimes for a bigger cause we are together this morning holding one another's hands saying holy spirit help us to go through so like paul we can one day say i have fought the good fight i have run that race i have finished my journey here on earth then i can look into your eyes on that day when i come up there say well done my good and faithful servant you run well through the ups the downs the tears the pains you run well you've not let the battle get the better of you but you've overcome you've overcome through the persecution through the testings you let my light shine you let my love you still carried on letting my glory manifest through you and so father this morning this Fill us afresh with revelation of what we are in. We're kingdom people, kingdom people. And you said, "My kingdom is not of this world, but of another." Yet through us and through what you've done, you're bringing your kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, into people's lives, into situations, into dark places. Let your kingdom. authority operate through us let kingdom identity direct us let kingdom faith rule our lives kingdom character kingdom culture dominate every second of our lives oh we bless you we bless you we bless you thank you for all that you've done for us we just want to thank you in this moment of time is such blessed people human beings created in the image and likeness of god different from the rest of creation we special we know you we can talk to you we can hear your voice pray father you would lift us up today lift up our spirits hoda ba 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 stay ba ba king yes If you don't know what that is that's a heavenly language we speak. Kiriya baba bastura bakende. 